Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hill and I'm back after a week's absence, Josh. We missed you massively last week. Thank you, thank you. Were you, you with Steve Coogan? Um, probably. It's I can't remember. Big, so it's yeah. so blur your life. I can't remember what it was last week. But, um, and you've come in today with an egg sandwich and your juicy water. <laughs> Maybe you sound like <laughs> Alan Partridge interrupted, himself. Interrupt you halfway through your first of two mm. egg sandwiches. Starving. We, we're recording this 8.15. I mean, that is ridiculous. It's a late start. I mean, I'm very I mean, grateful. I listened to your like, podcast last week. Did it you was, really? I don't I believe went, you ever I listen did. when you're not on. Josh, I listened to the bloody podcast, honestly. And you were so, it was so like reasonable and calm and considered. It was great. That's over. I'm back. We're going to be hysterical. I'm going to relentlessly go on about how wrong you were about absolutely everything you ever said. And everyone who ever thought that, you know, it was all going to go wrong after us having left and that. Our current manager, you know, I remember, is anything but a really good manager who's done a brilliant job. They're going to get slated, right? Because we'll I that. am that petty and trivial. Well, we've we'll also talk got, about that, Andrew, of course, but we've yeah. got one of the yeah, most ardent anti Venga podcast guests we ever had. I know the great Ari Last is back. Hi there, great to be back. This is your first post Venga period. Yeah, I never uh, thought I never thought it would happen because I no. never thought he'd be gone. Uh, but hey, you were. I'm choosing my words carefully. I, was, I don't know, quite virulently anti yeah. Arsene Wenger. To, in the in the latter, in the in the, of course the the late. Yeah, but I think I was, quite, I was quite early on. In Were terms you? Of, yeah, trendsetter. One of the early. A trendsetter. So, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Long before like you got on that anti. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't climb on that bandwagon until really. I would say like three years before he left. Maybe Even four. Two, maybe I five. Four, three or four or five. Something like that. What? I think two or three. I think I wrote, actually wrote an article. Well, I actually wrote an article. I actually wrote for the Standard. Do you remember this? Yeah. I think that was about three years before sure we left. find it. Yeah. I'm sure it's there online if you're that desperate. Um, to read my, <laughs> frankly, banal words about why I wanted it. But anyway, and that, we'll move on to that later. We're all celebrating because we are one point behind as we sit here now. 
the all-time greatest Spurs team ever, the greatest ever manager, not just of Spurs, but of football, the master tactician, Pochettino, the, they've got the greatest striker, blah, blah, blah. We're one point behind. Our ramshackle, shoddy, shambolic bunch have somehow ended up, as we speak, one point behind Spurs. And, as we'll turn to later, maybe we'll turn to quite quickly, we could easily overtake them any week now because they've got to play like all the really hard teams and we haven't. It's incredible, isn't it, Ari? Just generally, it's pretty yeah, incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. And I, maybe this is a silly thing to say, but I keep saying it to Spurs fans. It's actually, if from game three of the season, we're actually five points better off than them. Which I know you, it's kind of... <laughs> That's a good I, I think it's kind of strange because Emery, with his uh, first two games, you kind of felt like they were a free hit. So his season only restarted on game three. And actually, yeah. we've, we've, we've gained five more points than them since that, since like August, th- whatever it was. So, yeah, that is, that is great. I'm not... And this might make me even more unpopular, but I, I personally don't like the criticism. Not that I don't like it. I think criticising Pochettino is silly because I do think he is a oh, yeah. phenomenal, I'm being, I'm being, phenomenal manager. I'm, being, I'm joking. Um, but no, uh, yeah. at the same time, it would be wonderful to finish ahead of them. But I, di- I disagree with the, the, what's going around at the moment that we have this easy running. Uh, I don't think we do. I think they've, no, got, I agree, they've, got, yeah. they've got two very hard games. Yeah. But actually, their running is easier than ours. So I'd be surprised if we finished ahead of them. Yeah, because they've got, they've got five home games, haven't they? First yeah. of all. And yeah. we've got a lot five of Five away. Five away. We've and, got five away, which if you look yeah. at our away form over the last couple of months, which has included some horrendous games, West Ham, mm. Southampton scraping to draw against you know, Brighton, even in Europe, we've been very poor away at Barté mm. and Ren. Um, if we repeat that kind of form, we, I don't, we're not going to make it. We have to improve. Of course, yeah, but we're already improving, aren't we? I mean, the performance against Spurs away was great, you know, and we obviously, you know, we're one penalty away from, from beating them. So I feel like that, you know, the, Europe, the last European game, we started off perfectly well, half an hour, yeah. 35 minutes. We were doing really well in that game, scored really early, and then someone got sent off. So I think those, I already feel we're, we're, we're kind of doing better away. I feel it's, I think it's going to go down the wire. I think it's incredibly exciting, isn't it? But the whole, you know, us, Chelsea, Man U, Spurs, it's a four-way battle. And yep. it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, week in, week out. They're all, you know, we're all going to lose games, and no one's going to win all the rest of their games. Yeah, it's fantastic. But what I'm saying is, the bigger, you know, the big point is, we're in there, we're in the mix for the first time, right up until the end of the season, pretty much, unless we have some kind of disastrous run in the next few weeks. And that's fantastic, Josh, isn't it? Unparalleled joy, you should be, you should be beaming no. with why, no. Why would there be unparalleled joy? Not? Because we're back. We're back competing in the top four where we should, where we should be. No, it's, it's great that we're competing in the top four. I don't think there's huh. unparalleled <laughs> joy. Why would there be unparalleled joy? We're not winning we're the league. We're not a, competing for United. a title. We make, right now, I'm saying. You've yeah, been but you're not, okay. and I, I don't, don't you want to be... Slightly, you're going to tell me I'm negative. <laughs> right here, right now. You be downplaying it again. 12 months down the line. Who is going to be in a better position to, to win a Premier League title? Is it Man United or Arsenal? I think it's Man United. No idea. I think I think they're streets ahead of us, quite frank. But but in a way they should well, be right because they yeah. I mean they've got. got, got I mean they spend gazillions um, more money. I mean if, if if you're talking about the big the way the clubs run and the fact that Stan Kroenke obviously isn't going to invest the way that their club will probably invest, then yeah, sure. But that's but what's that got to do with anything? I'm talking about what we should be where we are. Should, yeah, we should I think be. we should all, we should all be excited. Mm. Um, and I think it's it's an interesting thing going on with Arsenal fans at the moment, right? It depends a lot of how you've been over the last few years and yes. whether you like it or not conscious subconscious we all you know it's just normal human nature to kind of not be want 
to be seen to be proven wrong or, or stupid or whatnot. So you've got yeah. this funny thing where, you know, the people who are massively for Wenger, whether they like it or not, there's, a, there's definitely a part of them that doesn't want to celebrate someone new, which is totally understandable. Mm. And on the flip side, you've got people who are massively against him, who I definitely think there's a tendency. And I, I was massively against him. But mm. having said that, I'm not massively for Emery oh. either, if, I, if I'm honest. <laughs> and and I, think, I think the reason why a lot of Arsenal fans who are, you know, massively for Wenger... Uh, or against Rep Wenger, rather, who feel they now need to automatically um, support the next managers, I, I just think they're, they're losing uh, sight of a, of a key point, is just because Arsene Wenger wasn't very good towards the end doesn't mean every other manager needs to be really good. And if another manager, oh, yeah, sure. if another manager isn't good, right. that doesn't oh, all of a sudden make Arsene Wenger good again. You know, it's quite possible that other but managers are not going to be good enough. Absolutely, totally, 100% valid, very eloquently put. But we could have got a manager in, and we could be 10th in the league... You know, like Chelsea have been in recent seasons, Manu have had a period yeah. where they've been that bad. When they got big new managers taking over from periods of success, we've take, this our new manager's taken over from declining period, and he's arrested the decline. He's already yeah. well, that's probably easier, right? Is, he, is, is it easier to take over the champions <laughs> like David Moyes had to at Manchester? It may be easier. I don't know. Who knows? But no, what I'm don't saying think it's is, easy. I think there was room for six. a big bounce. And again, this is you know again one of the criticisms like people like me get from people I've been arguing with over the years is like you said. You know, Wenger was terrible and he had all this like stuff at his disposal and um, he just wasn't getting the best out of these people. And now, okay, Emery's come in or shouldn't he, shouldn't he immediately be doing much better? And you predicted that any other manager would. And I, I definitely think there's truth in that. So when I'm looking at Emery, I definitely would have expected a bounce. I think he's done pretty well. But at the, at the same, same time, I would have expected a little bit more from a top, top manager. All I'm saying is I think they're there and it's too early to judge him. That's the other thing to mm. say as well. I, I, don't, I don't think it's too early to criticise him, but I think it's too early to judge him uh, in the sense that what will happen in the next few weeks will, will play a, a big uh, factor in how he's judged this season. But it's a weird one with uh, however much we want to... I want him to do so, so well and I want to support him. I don't think we've actually been that good this season. You know, if you, you could... It's, it's hard to actually think of that many games where we've played really, really well where you've kind of watched it and thought, yes, this is real progress. So, like, as yeah. an example, the Spurs game, like, that was a... That was a really good performance. Uh-huh. That was one, uh, well, even, even a couple of weeks ago, yeah. you know, that was one where we, we had a plan, we had a, we had a system. We didn't win it in the end. We weren't like brilliant flowing football, but actually that was for what, you know, we've been craving for a long time yeah. in big games. Sunday, we won, but I don't particularly think it was a good performance. You know, we no. were so open. It was, it was fine margins. Like, we could have easily have lost that game. Yeah, but we didn't. Know, few, I, oh, I don't agree it wasn't a good performance. I think, I, th- I think it was a good performance. I think it was a, and I think I would even say it goes as far as a really good performance. I think Man United played well It as wasn't well. a really good performance. I, mean, well, I thought it was a really good performance. It was. But we if played United flowing. Have, but yeah, okay, a really no, good no, performance no. would be on the balance of chances that we were, you know, far outweighed their chances in the game. You replay a game, Lukaku Look, doesn't hit the bar at the five. Do you not see the opportunities they had in the game? Have you seen, the have you the seen game? how recent? Have you, the, first of all, the number of shots on of shots ago were about roughly the same. I think they're one more on target than let's us. Let's talk about proper the chances not just, created. Let's talk about Lukaku scoring after eight minutes. A totally different game. He should score, but he didn't. Okay, we won the game. Two about, you talk about brilliant opportunities created in the game. They had just as much as us. They wouldn't, we wouldn't have much, said it was, it was unfair. An even game. It I'm delighted we won. Not, Don't get me wrong. Uh, listen, listen. I'm not saying we couldn't have lost the game. I'm not saying the game couldn't have been a draw. But we won the game 2-0. We played well. We played, we played a lot of free-flowing, excellent football. He played a brilliantly um, bold attacking team. And once we went ahead, more interestingly, he then changed it slightly. And the way we played in the second half, that was even more impressed by it, with a kind of solidity and a purpose 
and a resolve, meaning that they ha- they, that, that actually their, their chances lessen, diminished, and their performance diminished in the second half. I thought it was a really... Uh, from I think, that point I think of we, view, definitely, have really more, we definitely have more resolve. Yeah. The players are definitely uh, fighting fighting harder. And, but you're comparing it against last season, especially where you know, the will and the spirit had completely <laughs> gone, right? Of course. And they're definitely fighting harder. As a team... Are we are we being set up and are we structurally, you know, as as much improved as I would hoping we'd be? Not not so much. And you know, Sunday I look at that and just things like you know how how open we look and how many how easy it is for United, who were below par by the way, to just get to like thirty yards from our goal. And then you're kind of just playing on fine margins whether Lukaku puts it in or not. And that's what I was expecting. I'd say a little bit more from a manager like Emery, like that that team structure, that setup. I haven't I haven't seen that, and that's why I'm saying it's too early to judge because he needs more time to bed that in. I think it'd be totally wrong for someone to look at what he's done today and say it's definitely not going to work, and he's definitely not the wrong man. I'm saying if I had to put, if I had to put a bet on it right now, you know, is it going to work out for Emery at Arsenal based on what I've seen? I'd probably say no. Really? Yeah. That seems incredibly what harsh. What would working out mean? That he's yeah, what, here in three like, what, years' what time, four he, years' time? Yeah. Because I just think based on how low we were and how little was getting out of the squad we had and how much room, massive room for improvement on the basics there were, I, I, would, I would have expected to see more. Uh, than what we've seen this season on those points. Without, with the defenders we've got, with How the can, injuries he's are we had, be, are we completely better? ignoring but the injuries The main had? thing is the defence, right? We're yeah. no better than we've ever been at the back. We haven't. We're not. Well, like, I a mean, slight improvement recently. There's a slight, slight improvement, improvement recently. There is. But like, and for me, that is just <laughs> with, like... With all the injuries... Right. Um, yes, yeah, so I mean, holding injury. started well, but again, I don't think he's one that we can now like point to as like, oh, holding got injured, so you know that's all out the window. I think, I but mean, it's, but I don't think Bellerin, it's def- I don't think it's defended. Yeah, Bellerin's a massive loss, but I think loss. actually more going forward, a massive, massive loss to us, I mean, which I give yeah. him a lot of. I give um, again, Emery, I'd give him a lot of slack about that. Um, but structurally, as a team setup, see, I don't, I don't actually think it's a massive personnel issue. So a lot of people would say, okay, he's got to go out and he's got to buy lots of defenders. Like, unless you're going to buy Van Dyke. Who is who's the type of player who can transform a whole defense and can transform like B team B players into A players, who we're not going to get. I don't potentially think there are that many people who are going to bring in who are going to change how we defend. I think it's a, it's a setup thing and it's a team thing, and that's where I don't think we've made massive progress. We are wide. I tell you what, there are moments where you look at it and it's Socrates is smashing someone and he's cheering and he's fist pumps and Koscielny's playing well, but still overall we felt. I felt there's a vulnerability about us that we're going to concede this many chances. You think about us when we used to go to Old Trafford or this year we go to Man City, how hard it is for us to create chances to get close to their goal. It's not like that coming to the Emirates yet, but it's, it's too early. Is, that's why I love the top. Yeah, the top performance happened. was great because that, that was that type of performance. Uh, and, you know, even though we drew it and we didn't play great attacking football, I think a lot of Arsenal fans... Would have absolutely loved that performance, right? And we haven't seen a lot of those types of performances this season, right? Um, well, it's been mixed, isn't it? But he, I, I feel you're completely misinterpreting the way he worked, the way he's working this season. He knows he's got, and I don't know the personnel. He's got Mustafi, one of the worst, most accident-prone defenders in the league, right? So he's, he's got, he has dropped him. Yeah. Brilliant, thank God. And what yeah. a difference it made. What a difference it made. Because I feel one of the key reasons we won that game against Man United, and as you say, it's fine margins, is we haven't got that moron susceptible to, a, to conceding penalties, to breaking rush challenges, to fucking up, to just doing bewildering mistakes throughout you know, every single game he plays. Yeah. And so he dropped him. And for yeah. me, that's the difference. And those players, there were a lot of last-minute blocks, last-minute tackles, last-minute interceptions, and not 
conceding penalties, etc., because he wasn't there doing it. It's when it's Socrates, who's becoming like slowly becoming a folk hero yeah. when he's fit and when he's available, playing with Koscielny equally when his fitness is available, then there isn't a personal problem at all. You're right. But there has been throughout the season because those two haven't been available to play together very much. That he didn't play Mustafi on Sunday, I think, was a big statement for the first time because he played him obviously against Tottenham because Maitland-Niles wasn't back. So he had a reason to play him at right. But to play Monreal who, yeah, has played a lot of games at centre-back over the last couple of years, but to, to choose Monreal ahead of him, I think that's a big statement of for course. the rest of the season of where he views yeah. Mustafi and because taking order. He knows and I like, yeah, I, he's I, dealing with these issues, though. Yeah, and he? that's he's dealing, great. He's had to deal with the Ozil issue, he's had to deal with the Ramsey issue, these players leaving, he's, he's had to deal with, you know, there's, uh, back, the injuries. I, I, don't see, I, I genuinely don't feel much what he could have done much better than he has. And I know... Well, points-wise, like, he couldn't have. That's why right. it's a strange thing, because when you actually assess it, points-wise, he's doing great. We're yeah. in a great position. And he needs a lot of credit for that. But actually, when you, if you, if you honestly analyse the performances over the season, it, I, I struggle to count that many when we actually were really good. So it's, it's kind of interesting. So, you know, he deserves a lot of credit. The Mustafi mm. thing, the Gundozi thing, I loved how he, you know, he punished him on Sunday, right? And yeah. Gundozi, I think, has been brilliant. And I think hopefully will go on to be great. But it was a, he was a joke, you know, against Wren. And it was great to see the manager basically say, well, you're out and you're not even, you're not even coming on. I'm going to bring Suarez on instead yeah. of you and, and Ketia instead of you. And that's, that's great. So I think he deserves credit for that. And I think we're all, we're all enjoying that. Um, and like I said, the jury's out. I'm not, I, 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 mm. I, I like him. I want him to do really well. And I think he's doing well. But... I'm not. I'm not sure right but now. To, but to, isn't it to expect as you, you as to your point about to expect us to already be at the level of teams that have got so much more money than us and have got so have, have established you know managers that have been there for years. Our, basically, all of our competitors, apart from maybe at Chelsea, and I feel like there is an interesting similarity with how we've performed comparing to Chelsea. But for me, he's had to. He's kind of got us competing with them in that top four by hook or by crook. So, like, you yeah. know, he, he, as you say, you know, there's a kind of, there's no real, you know, to have that boring thing about the identity that some people come with. For me, it's like, yeah, he's completely rejected that whole idea that you should kind of have one formation, one identity, one way of playing week in, week out. And I feel that that, that decision itself has been a great thing. I think that has made absolute sense with the bunch he's dealing with, with, with our lot. And if you look at, I watched the game, did you watch the game back on Sky? All the experts, Jamie Carragher, Gary Neville, um, whoever else was on, Jamie uh, Redknapp, were making the point, actually, our place, if you look at, compare our squads to our rivals, is kind of sixth, you know, and, that, and that, where we've been the last couple of seasons. And the fact that we may well finish fourth, we could even finish third, means, again, is a reflection of what a good job he's doing. Yeah, I mean, in the same argument, you could say we could finish fifth or sixth. If we come in the top four, even if they haven't been these great performance, first one to go brilliant. That That is achievement, yeah. that is over par... Sorry, you know, yeah, that, is, that is success. I don't know. It's a massive week ahead, isn't it? In, in terms of just staying in Europe. It's a 50-50 with the bookmakers that, you know, we could go out of Europe and suddenly the morale of the season could beat out. Last year, we're now 12 points. Let me just say, I don't think if we go out of Europe, we're 3-1 down. If I don't think we could, as you say, it's 50-50. I don't think it happened. I don't think it's, I don't think it's good. What was the phrase you said? The phrase you said? A huge, like, I don't think we're going to suddenly collapse and have a no be. Wow. If we go out to Rennes, the competing in best the top team in, in, in France, we've got that is a major blow on his copybook. We've got, 
But we got to, you've got to look at the circumstances. We had a player sent off in the first half of that first leg game. Yeah, but it was a, it, I mean, and, and as someone who would, we won the would quickly the like uh, you know annihilate you know Wenger for those types of performance the last few years. I mean, that was a that was a total shambles. I mean, you you go you lose a man to Ren. There's no need to kind of collapse like that. Monreal taking a throw in eighty yards up the pitch and then say, you know, and I, then, I don't know, then, just take yeah. a two one defeat. Be a bit sensible with this of situation. Course, but, of course, but we, so I'm just saying, if we don't turn that around on Thursday. That's a major negative on this season. I don't think you're giving great. I mean, no, but if he still I finishes we'll top four, it'll be yeah, okay. Right. But even if, that, he do, even if he doesn't finish top four, even if he gets knocked out, he's, yeah. he's going to warrant more time. And of there'll course. still be lots yeah, of justifiable sure. arguments as to why he right. deserves it. I agree. It. We, get, we lose to Lern and we, yeah. we come fifth. Still, he's, of course he's there next season. Of course he needs another yeah. opportunity. What did you make, boy? Because you've been uh, quite glad that he's left out Ozil at points this season but yeah. with, with, he seems to have changed his mind on Ramsey he was playing at the beginning of the season and he was basically on the bench and he's leaving and he obviously didn't really want him in, involved starting because of the uncertainty about his future and now I mean do you know, it was only the 12th Premier League start of the season on I Sunday I know but he's a pragmatist that's what I keep saying I've been saying this for come months. around to the idea actually he's made a, to... might, he might have called this wrong no, leaving no, no, him on no, the bench for so many points this season as, as, as Ari pointed out he didn't want to play Guendouzi he didn't have that he, he didn't want to play Guendouzi he played his best players that were available pretty much in that game That's and I feel like he either does that you know in his mind he's picking the best players available and the system that suits each particular opposition each particular situation and more than that if a player does badly, as the Gwenduzi thing, you're right, he was terrible in that game previously, dropped him and didn't bring him on. That was what he was doing with Ozil, for me. Yeah. You know, I, 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 how many times have I said, I absolutely love Ozil in theory, but the practice has been, the fact has been, he has been disappointing, you know, in recent times. And that's how he had to, and, and he, he's been proven right. He's brought him back steadily. He played him in the last couple of games. He played pretty much as well as he's played for a long time, I feel, I guess, you know, not amazingly, but pretty well, better than he has done often. Ramsey's situation, same kind of thing, you know, he's picked him when, he's picked him when he felt it would work, and it has mm. worked quite frequently. So, all of those, none of those situations disprove anything that he's done, any of his I think I, I personally think the, the club were right not to give him the new massive contract. I'm, I have no personal... It's I've very no understandable. I have no it? issues yeah. with that. No. Uh, I also think he was right to try and not play him because that makes sense. You, yeah. You're a new manager, you've got a new squad, yeah. you've got new players, you've got a guy who's leaving to Juve and signed a contract. And I think it's right to bring him back when you realised, exactly. hang on, this team's not good enough for exactly. us to reach our objectives. And actually, Ramsey's dealing with it in a superb way. Yeah. Uh, and that shows like a lot yeah. of character. It's, uh, it, exactly. It shows that he's not an ego, a stubborn egomaniac. You know, unlike a lot of managers, he do, he doesn't. He is adaptable, and he will. You know, yeah, that sort of thing as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think everyone. Uh, he was right to to drop him and try and make a stand because, and I still think this is true. The guy, you know, he's not he's not been very good, right? Um, yeah. But as it's transpired, you know, it turned into a bit of a circus. If they couldn't get rid of him, he was left with this problem. In the meanwhile, the team was actually not doing that well, so he's had to bring him back. Um, so again, nothing. He hasn't. He didn't actually play the Ozil thing that well because I didn't see the point of like having him on the bench and humiliating him in the way he did, like pulling him off at half time. Uh, but trying to integrate him now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. The Ozil thing's funny. I think it's an example of the fine margins in that. And Sunday, I thought he was like bang average at best. And if we would have lost that game, he would have been absolutely slaughtered. If he, even if he'd played the exact same way. Uh, but we I don't want think him to do that, well. We he... want a good Ozil, so we're trying to say he played well. Uh, 
I don't think he did. For, I for, think for he what he really is, uh, and I'm, you know, he laid on a f- quite a few chances, didn't he? He kind of, you know, that which is what he's there for. I feel he, you know, he fidgeted, and he actually he kind of wor- worked hard. In, not, I mean, you know, not in the sense of, you know, not in the kind of running around meaninglessly sense, but in mm. the kind of he was he, he fitted to get in the team system, you know, which is kind of like partly why I think. Um, the manager has felt he hasn't been able to do in recent times. So that is equally as important as anything else. So I'm, concerned. I was, I mean, I'm not saying he was brilliant, but I'm saying I think he played the way that the manager wanted him to play yeah. without being amazing. And we'll talk more about how Arsenal are doing after this break. Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. And we're back from the break. Josh, I felt like you wanted to say something about the Ozil situation. Well, it, I was actually going to reference that I found when you wrote that article. Oh, yeah. About Arsene Wenger for the Evening Standard. It was December 2014. Bloody so it was hell. three and a half years you before uh, he eventually go. departed. Yeah. I thought it was you were yeah. later, but you had three and a half years of deciding that you wanted him to depart yeah. before he did. Yeah. You had like three and a half minutes. I don't think I even had that. Yeah. Yeah. Still, you still rather he was there. <laughs> Mine is still be floundering and tediously not going anywhere. Um, what about? Let's, I've got one question to ask you. Another thing you're hundred percent wrong about Leno. How glorious is it that Leno has come good? Surely we must all agree. Um, Harry's already looking slightly doubtful. But a few weeks ago, if, in case you weren't listening to this podcast, I mean, you know, a month ago even, you were pretty much damning of him and saying uh, wasn't no, he was average I wasn't. German no, no. second choice. You Fourth. were. You, you were rather I was Czech, damning. I was damning Czech of the situation still, about Czech, when, we, when you were claiming Czech, weren't you? You what? What am I wrong to say? You were rather Czech playing. What? I, I will clarify. Good. I said, we were talking about the general state of the club, that Liverpool have gone out and spent, you know, huge money on Alisson. Manchester United have a Spanish number one. Tottenham have the, the French number one. There was something about where we were as a club when we were buying a German goalkeeper who couldn't make the World Cup squad. It wasn't in the top three goalkeepers. And that was, I think, a, a slight worry. And don't forget, all of pre-season our manager had, Emery had with both Czech and Leno. And who did he go with? He went with Petr Cech. And had Petr Cech not got injured... It could have been that actually it was Leno just doing these fleeting appearances in in Europe. Leno didn't look brilliant for those, you know, for parts of you know October, November. But yeah, absolute, you know, hold your hands up. He's been been better of late. There were a couple of outstanding saves. The one at Tottenham where he managed to get the the shot over the bar. He did very well against Lukaku on Sunday. So yeah, it's it's encouraging. He obviously deserves to to keep his place in in the team at the moment. I still don't think we've got like a world-class goalkeeper equivalent to what some of the teams that we're trying to compete with do. We're we're never going to... And yeah, Leno's doing fantastic. Lawman, continue. But we're never going to... That's what we need to do as a club. We need to find these people who are kind of either under the radar or, yeah. you know, go back, go back to Gondosi. And obviously it's, it's easier said than done, but yeah. we need to be, we need to be buying more of him seven to 10 million yeah. pound players. I mean, what would be his valuation today? If someone wanted him, like the, the way the market is 30 million minimum, at least, I'd say, minimum, at yeah. least 30 million. 30, and million. that's what we've, that's yeah. what we've got to do and hope some of these people turn out and coach them. In Torreira, you know, how much did Torreira cost? About, yeah, know. it was about 20, 22 I mean, million. You know, you can't delude, you're, you're like, you, you, you should, we, we should all be hailing the fact that Leno, if it is looking like, you know, a really good goalkeeper, 
possibly you know a better goalkeeping than they've had for quite a long time. If, I'm, I'm saying it's early days, obviously. But I he's agree, already. But, but, but I'm what not, I'm saying I'm not is, disagreeing. But if they offered you David de Gea now, would you trade? If they offered you, of course. But you're living in a dream world. We're never going to buy, spend seventy million on a keeper, are we? We're not in that situation. Are you fantasizing that we're not owned by the by Silent Stan and who's not going to spend any of his money? Is the only that's why we need I a mean, brilliant coach? That's, yeah. that's what. No, but the the, right. the, the the so that's why I was going back about Emery is the requirement for Arsenal because of our financial situation and, and the owner is the coach needs to be outstanding if we're going to do something outstanding. It, it's not, it's, you know, it's not got massive resources where he can be good and win the title in this. So, and obviously, you know, without being unrealistic, that's obviously where we want to get to. So what do we need to do that? I think we need an absolutely like outstanding, outstanding but coach we're not who's going to massively and punch above his way. Is Emery going to do that? I'm not sure. The jury's out, but I, I say the jury's out, but isn't, isn't he the exact managerial equivalent of those players you're talking about, he's you know he was like you know he's 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 achieved certain things. He's won you know particularly won the the Europa League, but he's at the same kind of level managerially as the players you're talking about that we, we need to spend. We can't afford to spend money on the greatest coaches in the world. We're not. There's no way they're going to employ the great. And, and there's, by the way, there's equally the greatest coaches in the world aren't going to come to a club that clearly can't can barely spend yeah. any money. Yeah. So we're tied, aren't we? Realistically, we're buying the kind of players, and he is improving those players. He is. I feel the reason I'm incredibly optimistic is because he is. T- it's visible that he's improving players that were there and that were doing badly under Wenger. You know, I feel like people like Bellerin is was, is improving massively until he got injured under him. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Leno's improving over across the season. So, and you know, I think there are already way more, way better performances than there were last season, the last couple of seasons. And I feel like he's capable of brilliant tactical masterstrokes. He's already outwitted a couple of those top managers in individual games. And I agree with you that week in, week in, we haven't been playing brilliantly. But I feel like potentially he's in that, in that area of below the kind of, you know, superstar managers. Yeah, no, I think he's clearly a good manager and he's done very well. I guess the question is, is... Do you think he's an outstanding manager? I think potentially, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I mean, you know, what you can only look at the way we've played against, as you say, against Spurs, and the way you know, Man United. Let's not let's not forget the fact that Man, that Man United game, which I agreed that we could one draw or loss, but we did win. Yep. They're unbeaten under the current manager for about what nineteen twenty games. So you know, you can't just ignore that fact. That is, a, a, we are the first people to beat them in any situation, and we did really well, and we played. E- just as well as them, if not better. And tactically, he certainly did just as well as him. And he did tactically, one might say, better than Pochettino twice, who's supposed to be this great, who is a really good manager. Yeah. So I think, you know, potentially, he is a really, really, really good manager. But, all we could, but I guess the, what I'm saying is there's still bloggers and tweeters... And I'm not saying you're one of these people. I'm saying you're slightly I'm, I'm just on the fence. As I'm Ari, totally on the fence. As Ari pointed out, the psychological point I think is true that people find it We've discussed that, own. 100%. But, they, but I, mean, I find it interesting there are still a lot of those people out there who set themselves against this guy from the start. Yeah, which I'm who wanted Arteta or, you know, whatever. And like for me, Arteta would never have been. I don't Boy, that, I, see any reason why he would have been a better choice. Mm-hmm. And they're still not admitting... <laughs> That yeah, which I definitely don't think really I'm in. And I think there's a lot of people who are just on, on the fence about it. The one thing I've loved more than anything is, is going to Arsenal this season and not yeah. having this war and going to the away games. And it's kind of fun because everyone's getting behind the team and there's not a worry that you're going to have someone who's rented an airplane going above you with a Wenger out banner at the end of it. But we're just... We're, more than that, the atmosphere. We've just really got good, two in, isn't it? in two months' time. The atmosphere has Gary been Neville better at out. home. Yeah, yeah, it's been better. great. It's been of really course good. it has. And again, but it's like, also been busier. A couple of weeks ago, after one defeat, you know that that terrible Barthes 
result. You know, people are getting hysterical and going, oh, you know, already like fans are furious and everyone's getting... It's like, what, two weeks and later? And I reckon... Yeah, two atmosphere... weeks later, the atmosphere's brilliant because we're being Man United. You know, and I think it'll be great on Thursday night, weirdly, yeah, yeah, because of the scenario, because we're just being Man United, because we've got a good point against Spurs. Yeah. And we really need, you know, the fans need to get behind the team on Thursday because if we don't, we're going to, you know, just have only Premier League well, football I think a lot in of fans, March. you know, myself included, I think regardless of what you think of Emery or results... I'm personally absolutely loving it this season. Yeah. You know, loving being interested again. Exactly. I'm loving the, unpredictab- the unpredictability of it. And actually having discussions about, and arguments, you know, yeah. typical football fan arguments yeah. about a club, oh, we should have picked him, he shouldn't yeah. have done that, you shouldn't have made that change, that didn't work. That's the stuff that you're supposed to have as football fans, that we just weren't having for years, because there was no point. You're so right. That's exactly how I feel. I feel like, and I even feel, and I feel that way if we go out in, in Europe, you know, in the week, if we don't get out, that th- reverse that three-run result, which you say could equally... I feel that if we come fifth or even sixth, I don't, I'm fine with it. I'm, you know, because it's not unbelievably, stultifyingly boring as it has been for three, four, maybe even five years. And I had to write the article three and a half years ago. Everything I wanted has, is happening now. The, you know, from the team selections, which are weird and unpredictable, uh, you know, week in, week out, the tactical check, uh, switching things around, the substitutions, you know, all of every single thing he's doing, you know, as you say, oh, I don't know if he's a genius or yeah. if he's he fine. Mean right. He's not making all the right. right I agree but... totally. So I, I, that you've completely expressed how I feel. I'm just happy, thrilled that we're an interesting team again. And, you're, and, you know, there are still people like, pining for the past. Like, there's nothing to pine for, is there, anymore? You know, we just have to... You've got to look Thank forward. God we've moved on. Thank God. Isn't that, in the end, that, you know, you're still... If I could describe... Well, I've never this, had you done as the most religious boy. The expression on Josh's face is like... Well, it's like quizzically can't quite bring yourself to... Look, I, no, I, well, you've got to look forward. I, I am ex- excited about being in a, in a top four race and, and looking at the away games that I want to go to with the, the guys I go to the away game and thinking, actually, go to Everton... If you'd asked me, do I fancy going to Goodison Park last year? I'd have said, no, I'm probably right. It's probably not how one of my Sunday. I'm now thinking about it because actually it's fun again and we're really fighting for something. I'm looking forward to going to Vicarage Road and we're thinking, oh, we're going to go to Leicester. Yeah. And I'm up for it and it's exciting and of course I'm enjoying it. Good. But if Excellent. we, I disagree with you slightly uh, about that. If we do go out on Thursday night and we just sort of don't win some of these away games and we end up coming six, which I think it's going to be so tight. I agree with you. We'll go to the last couple of games. It's going to be a couple of points between all four teams. It won't necessarily feel like huge progress. We I don't, I don't agree. Because 72 the, points the and we end six. Compete. I don't know. Already, no, no, no. The point is to compete. We're competing. If, you know... Last if, year was wait, a wait, slight listen, anomaly that it was agree. all the eggs you in the basket agree. of Europe. No, 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 no. It's been the last couple of seasons. You, we can't all agree how tight it's going to be um, between these four teams, any of which through, through you know, whatever, you know, it's going to come down to really fine margins, crazy offside decisions in this. We haven't even talked about the fucking offside nightmare that football's going through. Mm. And, you know, weird refereeing moments. You know, it's, it's, it could come down to that. And that could be the difference between Spurs could finish sixth. You know, are they suddenly going to go, oh, you know, Pochettino's a moron and the whole thing's been a disaster. You've got to be mature so and you adult progress. about it. So we've made progress already. It's over. That argument's over. It's totally over. So what happens between now and the end of the season, if we don't manage to get into four, it's totally understandable. We're competing right now, right with 10, 9, 10 games to go. That's enough. It has to be that way. We'll be, I'll be gutted well, if one we of, one, Yeah, one of the things I don't like is, you know, the pro-Wenger uh, group will say, you know, ignore all context. Yeah, and say, of course. Oh, you see, you didn't want this guy who was always finishing the fourth. Yeah, and now gotcha. finishing fourth is like a big win. And that's just 
totally, you know, um, you know, it's cheeky. They know what they're doing when they say oh, that. Yeah, of course, it's disingenuous. Uh, you know, it's completely word, disingenuous because yeah. the thing about that was just finishing fourth for fourth's sake and not building yeah. on that ever. This isn't about that. This is he absolutely needs to finish in the top four with the hope of he can then take that on. Four years down the line, if he's still finishing top four every time and not actually progressing, <laughs> yeah. we'd be saying the same things about yeah. him. So, yeah. that, so that's an interesting thing. I think it's not, you can't, it's not a comparison between you weren't happy with top four with Wenger and now you're happy with top four with Emery. Yeah, it's a different time. Um, we didn't really... T- what, what specifically... We haven't spoken that, about the defeat in Ren. That, that would know, definitely that have a dumb like, boys conveniently. We, 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 never spoke about it. we have spoken about it, but I've already said we got players in off the first half and it was... Um, and we totally... That third goal was pathetic. We're all... We're all it's not, it's that's what I thought would have been... Maybe I'm being unrealistic. That third goal, you know, Monreal gives yeah. it away and then he turns around and like complains about something. Yeah, and just yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. thought we were behind all a, that. That's not what yeah. a serious professional but he's footballer fine. does. That's what I thought he I would agree absolutely you. rooted out and I don't understand yeah. why we still see that. I'm going to say something slightly controversial to some maybe because Monreal is a very, very popular player. I've always felt that's in him. He's, if, he's conceded a lot of penalties in his time. He makes rash challenges. Uh. He makes decisions that I, I can't work out with. They're slightly cocky and or um, I feel like all of the, uh, half the players we've got, all of the ones that have been around for years and years, basically, they all have the all, all, uh, complacency and yeah. cockiness. Because he's no, but I think he's a good player. That's, he's a really good player, That's why I think it's not so much a personnel thing. Because I think you stick Monreal in another team, he he just wouldn't do that. You know, they're, they're th- he would he just you just don't see other players in serious teams under serious managers. They just don't do that, and we still have that. And I I maybe somewhat naively thought. With a new manager, the right manager, like that would just be. They might not play brilliantly. They might lose games, but that kind of shit. But I would don't just think, be gone. I think those moments can't be blamed on the manager. I, I, I like the sending off. You know, I don't feel like that. Those rash challenges that he could have. You know, he could have easily not made the second rash challenge. You know, which mm. some people don't even think he should have been sent off. But you can't. The, the manager sitting there, not you know, can't be held responsible for those individual moments of madness. But it's can once he? someone's been sent off, he said, how do you manage the rest of the game? He's, all right, I, I will concede these substitutions I f- were weird. I, th- I, t- I would agree with that. But we still, were, we still would have been okay, apart from that moment of madness that I was talking about. We still would have got a, escaped with a 2-1 and would have been favourites to go through if, if that hadn't have happened. Well, so that's the, that's the tragedy of that. Yeah, not, well, in, in, yeah. And if we do go through, by the way, and I think we're perfectly capable oh, we of winning 2-0. I think we'll go through. I so do I. I think yeah. we all think we'll go through. Then who gives a fuck? You know? I wanted to ask about the penalty decision. Um, that we got on Lacazette, yeah, on Lacazette. Whether I we thought, it was thought... Fortunate. it was right in front yeah. of our corner. Yeah, it was right in front of us. Yeah, I did not think that was a, no. a pen. No, but, no, it, but these, pen. But I can so, see why the ref gave it. I mean, yeah. I mean from it's his a, view, it looked like a, it, it looked is like a definition of soft penalty. There is some contact. There's not enough to go down. Lacazette is is doing his job in terms of hoping yeah. for some contacts. And yeah. He totally played for it's it. It's one of them, if you get it. You think but there brilliant. is contact, yeah. And, th- and other teams do that all the time. Like Man U, for example, yeah. have the mo- had the most penalties. You know, people, fans, Man U fans well, were on... United came off the back of that penalty right. award, so their fans were like, Notably quiet, <laughs> except they about our penalty. I saw well, them. I, people were phoning into six six. Really, I was listening on the way home. There was the first caller to six six with this crazed Man U fan <laughs> complaining about saying, "I'm not going to complain to the referee, but that penalty was outrageous." I'm like, "You, the, it's extraordinary, like yeah. lack of self awareness." And Lacazette's now can play. On yeah, Thursday that which is brilliant news. Huge. Yeah, so he's had his. He's had his. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a. Weird one, isn't it? It's 48 brilliant. hours Yeah, I wouldn't be happy if I was No, there. I wouldn't be happy After, It's not like the band was in the game last Thursday and they've only had this time to decide. It's, they've it's, had two big mistake, two big decisions, haven't they, Ren? They had a switch of the home and away legs, 
Right, remember, first And they got their domestic they picture postponed. About. They got their domestic picture postponed, especially. And now, as you're saying, it is weird. I just thought the new style was like, really? So Lacazette can now play? That is... I mean, that, if there was one brilliant. player who I had to nominate to go, I would... He's the first name we all think of. Yeah. You want Lacazette Although on the I, did, I, I, thought, I, I was really surprised that he got three games for that. I did think it was exceptionally harsh yeah. for him to get three. So, yeah, that's true. You know, it's fair that. enough. Yeah, it is fair. But he's, uh, he's yeah. an exceptional player, actually. Yeah, he's been brilliant, hasn't he? Um, yeah. Far better than Aubameyang. I've, I mean, I've always liked I've, to have one. I, absolutely, he's the first name on my team sheet. Is my cliched uh, thing that I say about him every single. But I think the two of them together. I think I think they played really well together. I know they didn't. You know, you know, Aubameyang's had a period of where people have been slagging him off mm. after that penalty miss. But I feel like together they they can be a brilliant unit. Or just like having two strikers out on out strikers who are both capable of working quite hard. Lacazette more than Aubameyang. And like I said, can pretty much do everything, you know, you hold know the ball up, score, all of those things. I think it's fantastic, exciting. There were moments of uh, Sunday's game where we thought both fullbacks and, and Monreal as a centre-back at points were just looking to clip balls in 40, 50 yards. And I know. If it was going to Lacazette, we had a good chance yeah, of sure. retaining it or some way. Every time he goes to Aubameyang, he doesn't His all-round players is... <laughs> you he sound is, stupid <laughs> when you say this about a striker, where he scores goals, all he does is score. But, but his all-round play is appalling. <laughs> It's appalling. It's is it a be- yeah, who, who's, who's a better all-round striker in terms of leading the line, Aubameyang or Danny Welbeck? Goals out of the um, equation. Stupid things. Who would you know. rather play for you? Who would I, who, who's, who's worth more? Yeah. Aubameyang's worth. But who would you rather? You, are you saying you'd pick Welbeck over? Aubameyang? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But if you compare, like his all-round, his all-round yeah, game sometimes is all-round play. atrocious. It's, not, it's just it's not great. It's actually atrocious. But, I don't think it's atrocious. I think it's not as great as, as, as considering how many goals he scores. And considering how much he is yeah. with and all of that, it's surprising. I would, I, would say, I don't think it's it's not appalling. Well, I no, that's but really the thing about the thing about Lacazette is um, he seems less clinical than Aubameyang. Yeah. But yeah. I put that down to he's just more knackered than Aubameyang, right? Because when yeah. the chances I mean, present themselves enough, yeah. to Lacazette, he has far less energy, I yeah. imagine, yeah. than than Aubameyang. But yeah, yeah Lacazette it's hard works to argue when you so score that hard. many goals. Yeah. Great I'm just pleased, but I think the fact that they're, they're, they both represent the different side. We haven't had an, an, either of them for, for, for like practically decades, mm. and to have a goal scorer who is pretty much only good at goal scoring, but his runs and he does get in the position. His runs is fantastic. Ayobamiang to have yeah. a striker who can hold the ball up and score goals and challenge and is fast has, has everything. I feel like is the is the all round striker. I think he's incredible. Yeah. I mean, incredible who would you side. say is our player of the season so far? Um. I would go like I said, yeah. I can't see beyond it. I mean, I'm, uh, Torreira was doing really, really well until he he's got knackered. He's been off the boil a bit. I think yeah. he'd been absolutely exhausted, hasn't he? Because he was playing so I, I think week Kolasinac. Kolasinac has become... I mean, it's hard. you can't really say he's been underrated. He has had a lot of credit this yeah. year, but I think he's been... He's been brilliant, yeah. And he was great. He was, ab- he was great against Man Certainly yeah. is, as because of the nature of what we've been playing with full-backs. Like, yeah. you know... If he's just playing as a left back in the back four, I, I don't think he's getting anywhere near defen- the Yeah, Chris. but his the, the, the amount of, goal, the amount of well. goals he's created and his end product, I think. Yes, yeah. his crossing. I mean, some of the even the cross he put in for um, Lacazette wasn't it? Yeah, quite yeah. Early, brilliant. Yeah. His delivery is, is exceptional. Yeah, there was a lovely moment on Sunday. I thought where when we got the penalty and obviously it was in, down in our corner um, in block twelve, where Lacazette. And I wasn't quite sure, is Lacazette going to have a conversation with the mummy about him taking it? And actually, it was just a lovely moment of, of geeing him up and encouraging him well, and telling him both, he was the man. It? I think it's both, because Aubameyang said, um, Lacazette, isn't, so isn't Lacazette our official penalty taker, I think? Isn't he? Sure. When they're both playing. I think he sure. is. Well, certainly, I think, and I, so I think Lacazette was saying, I can take it if you want me to, but you, 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 and kind of encouraging him to do it, and saying, it would be great if you did 
take it. Yeah. I don't have these words written down that he said them, but this is pretty much, yeah. I understand what he was saying, geeing him up and saying, it would be great if you did take the penalty and score, because that would be a brilliant... Yeah, and to, to, to his credit, Aubameyang, he surprised me taking it, because actually when it was given, based on you know what we see him on the pitch, yes. like personality-wise, yes. I, I was thinking he's not going to take it. I that. agree. I yeah. didn't know he had, he had the yeah. balls, quite frankly. No, I mean, and that is... Balls, yeah. And you know, the pressure to do that and to take it the way he did. So I mean, this whole not looking at the ball thing, which was brilliant. Did you see the Jamie Redknapp interview with him afterwards yeah. on Sky? Jamie Redknapp interviewed him like five minutes after the game and, and, and got him to explain the not looking at the ball thing. And it is absolutely incredible. And then that, to me, completely, that was a revelation because it was like, well, that explains the miss penalty yeah. against Spurs. And he kind of said... So he got. He showed him. He showed him that penalty. I thought, uh, you know, I love Jamie Redknapp. I know a lot of people think he's a twat, but oh yeah, you've, you've socialised together. I, I mean, yeah, I'm almost friends with him. But for him to sit, stand there after that game and show him that missed penalty yeah. and having to talk him through it, and Aubameyang, to credit him, was always going, yeah, well, I don't look at the ball. I look at the. He explained his technique, which yeah, is to look which, at the keeper yeah. and then decide where to put it, which makes sense. And but not look at the ball at all. Is extraordinary, and he said he just kind of scuffed it, and, and basically he, he, he screwed it up against Tottenham. And you know, but it's not going to stop him from having sticking to the same technique, which worked against against yeah. uh, Manu. He's he's not relying on the ball going in an area of the goal where you go the keeper cannot reach that ball. No, right. He's purely relying Literally on the relying psychology, on, yeah. and his breathing of a goalkeeper's feet and movement, and yeah. that is different. Yeah, yeah. And Graham Sooners didn't get that after the game. He said it was a bad penalty because he put it in the middle, yes. and it was Carragher to be fair yeah. said to him, "No, no, you're not understanding. He's yeah. watched De Gea go that way." So well, he was like, "Sooners wasn't listening to Redknapp's interview yeah, with him. Both, he was like, you're supposed to pay attention yeah. to the, to yeah. your own pundits <laughs> on that thing." But I thought, and then someone else pointed out that. He had missed because he, in fact, the commentator he missed other penalties. Well, his penalty record isn't amazing; <laughs> it has to be said. But at least him explaining it did make sense, and 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 the, and the reason why he took Just it. Just you, you couldn't ask for more, could you? You missed you missed a really important one. The yeah. best thing you can do is score a really yeah. important one as quickly as yeah. possible. And that relationship again, that's another reason why that whole Lacazette or Bamiyan thing. I know you think Bamiyan is a balling player. Hey, Wenger's done well bringing him into the club. You got to say. <laughs> Wenger did brilliantly. All down to Wenger to bring Aubameyang in. Total, all the credit must go to him. I'm happy for that. But the two of them, come, they've come on. And he's now, you know, Aubameyang could win the golden boot for being an appalling player. Still. <laughs> and I said he's an appalling player. I said his all-round game, <laughs> other than scoring goals, is, okay. is bad. But it's, it's a joy. Another reason to be very happy is that bromance and that whole thing between the two of them. Well, Lacazette we just play... looks like a great character. You know, even when yeah. he was coming off and the crowd were booing the decision to bring him off, he would make a point yeah. of clapping and, and geeing everyone up. And I think that says a lot about him. No, yeah. I think yeah. it's Absolutely. A huge boost just for Thursday in terms of Massive. him playing. And, and that, I'm sure that has had an impact. I haven't looked at the odds before of Arsenal to qualify, but it would have had an impact yeah, because, you know, yeah. him being part of there. And because you, otherwise you look at it and go, right, Aubameyang is there and if, Anything happens there, it is literally Eddie and at the moment as our striker so on the bench. Here's my question considering that, um, you know, we haven't got now after this European game, we've got su- such a big gap. We're going to where we're we going 17 to, days off, we're 17 off to days Dubai. Off. We're going to Dubai for a, whatever they, they do. Well, we're having what? a friendly, which is unusual. You see this, we're having a friendly well, whilst we're out though. in Dubai. Yeah, fair enough. To, I mean, you've got to keep the play Imagine for, is it's not an international break. Yes, yeah, not have any annoying, internationals anymore. <laughs> there's a boring international, but yeah. So I think the one, the, inter, the ones that won't be involved, right. are going to go off to some training. Yeah, camp. all the players, but even that's you know, um, well, Mesut and you know various others. Yeah, who, yeah, Mesut, you know, yeah. So, but here's my question: is he's got to play? Has he the absolute best team possible 
again in 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 the European game, and does that include Ozil, for example? Is he going to play Ozil from the start, or is he going to maybe? Is he I, thinking? I think if he's going to play Ozil, he has to start him. I don't think there's any point ever bringing Ozil off the bench. No, right? I kind of agree with uh, that. Yeah, but that's what I liked about Emery in the early days. He plays he plays the entire game. He plays the entire squad. It's as if he's thinking. You know, he, he picks a team yeah. based on who can I keep on the bench to make a difference on 60 minutes. Yeah, that's true. So actually, if he, you know, before Lacazette was back, I was thinking about what would the team be? And I was like, right, if he plays everyone who I thought he'd play, there was literally no one to bring on the bench who <laughs> yeah. could have made a difference. Yeah. And uh, now, so this gives us an option to change it if it's not going well. So I don't know. Do you start Aubameyang and Lacazette together? No, I think I, Aubameyang I don't. on the bench. Yeah, I think put Aubameyang on the bench. You see, I'd be tempted to, to, to start them together because we, we need we need to score. We obviously, you know, that's that's the, we need goals, don't we? we it's like, yeah, but yeah, we'll, we'll find a way into this. Team. Well, what was wrong with Mkhitaryan on Sunday? Did that small small strain? Oh, was it okay? Yes. Well, I feel see that's why I think I think it's probably quite like he will play Mkhitaryan. Oh, he'll either play Mkhitaryan. I think he'll either play Mkhitaryan or Iwobi instead of Özil. And possibly yeah. even play. Uh, I mean, trying to predict. Uh, by the way, trying to predict his team selections is completely impossible, isn't it? Because yeah. he's always. I think I've, you know, I've been saying it all season. I don't think you've ever predicted. Well, Sunday was great, wasn't it? Because everyone yeah. had that initial reaction of, "Oh, that's amazing." And yeah. then, then a minute later, realised actually, <laughs> it's a bit nuts. <laughs> he was nuts in a great way. I'd much rather he was nuts like that than not be nuts like yeah. that. What, what are you pointing no, out? No, it was a small, a slight back issue was given as a reason that McIntyre oh, right. missed, right. uh, missed Sunday's okay. game. So. I think it has been and he's, that he's he'd come be good as well. He's I mean, come good as well. Which was a massive right. surprise. That is a big surprise. I was going to say that. I meant to say that ages ago. Mkhitaryan is, is player of the month. He's one player of the month, which I'm not certainly mean anything. But that is a big turnaround. Because particularly, again, how hard he works now, I feel, in comparison to when he started under Wenger, in the, in the, he was like he was like another luxury player yeah. in the classic Arsenal mould of like, you know, turns it on for 10 minutes if he wants to and then is completely kind of not, barely even visible. He's ne- the last month or so, it's been great. Yeah, it's been he's, really good week in week well. out. So now everyone, everyone's kind of coming good in terms, apart from fucking Mustafi, you know, in terms of their how they're playing and their form. And we've got, a, you know, we've yeah. got and they're fresh as well. Ozil, Ramsey, yeah. and Mkhitaryan yeah. should all be pretty fresh for the running. So I guess What's your prediction, boy? prediction, yeah. Um, I think it might be three one. Go and to extra time, extra time, and Pens. all that, and pens, and we'll win in the end. Yeah, somehow I feel like I feel like we'll get through somehow. So maybe it'll be that tedious and penalties. Yeah, I think we'll win four one. Okay, and go through, and look forward to a quarter final somewhere mm. nice. Maybe one European away trip yet to be done together, boy. This yeah, season, I'm I'm done one. Hoping, yeah, I'd love to. Love to absolutely. Yeah, and we would have gone to Ren if it had been the other way around. I think, but I was hosting an event on the. Uh, of course, you were on the first the week night. Yeah, I'm always hosting something. Yeah, Ari, what do you think is going to happen? I think we'll go through. I think we'll. I can't see us not scoring four or five goals against. I mean, they were shocking at the back, weren't they? I mean, they're quite much better going forward than they're good. They're good going forward. But good, I, I, yeah. that first game, I was watching the thing. We were even again below par. Even at ten men, it was like we could. We just didn't yeah. take enough. Yeah, we didn't uh, take the chances. Half an hour in, you couldn't have yeah. conceived what was about to happen. Yeah, it was and unbelievable. That's what you have to look back to and have eleven, and we have Lacazette. Yeah, so I do think there's we'll a reason really, they're tenth yeah. in the French. Liga. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So hopefully, and then I, I mean, when when are we going to do another podcast, boy? I know I can't. I don't think we our can next do... game after this is is Monday the first of April. Right. Where we are down to do a podcast with a with a great guest on Tuesday the second of April. Oh, that's fine then. That, that will be our next. There's no f- point in doing a podcast in the middle of a of a, of a um, training camp in Dubai. I don't think there's much, that much analysis yeah. we can do. I guess do we're about... having a couple of weeks off. But are we playing Newcastle Monday the first of so April? That's yeah. after Spurs play Liverpool. So theoretically, you know, we yeah we. Sh- in all likelihood, we will be ahead of Spurs after the next round of games. 
God, that's yeah. incredible, Which isn't is, it? Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, how brilliant will it be if we finish above Spurs? Well, we don't want to overdo it, right? Because that's, you know, that's what they did. All, you know, their, their big thing was finishing above Arsenal and it was all a bit sad. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm, always, I'm a bit cautious of not, to, not caring too much. I know what you mean, but I think it's different in our situation because I think for them, like, they've faced decades of inferiority and they're only, literally all they could cling on to was the idea that some, every now and then they might beat us or do better than us. Yeah. But for us, it's more the unlikelihood, the unlikeliness, considering how it was, how it's been for all the whole season, really, and how... The, the, it's not going to get better for Spurs, is it? For me, like, they're reaching peak. This is the peak of what they can do for me. Yeah. Like not, they've got an owner who also doesn't like spending money. I mean, literally, they haven't bought anyone. They've got a brilliant manager, but the kind of team yeah. is reaching its peak. And then if we beat, them, if we finish above them, I think it'll, be, it'll just be hilarious. No, it'll be hilarious. But I think we should finish above them and act like we don't care, because I think that will that will really wind them up. I, I know what you mean a bit, but equally, I think a relentless piss taking of, of, of how hilarious it is will equally do quite well. Yeah. But I, I, I hear what you're saying. Josh, what are you doing? Do you have something else to say before we complete? No, I've just, just got the fixtures that everyone's got remaining up, up in front of me. Oh, yeah, someone suggested to us, did you see that on Twitter, that we should predict every single fixture? But that would take a long time. No, we don't have time for <laughs> we that. We don't have time for that. No, it's just interesting, because obviously the next round of fixtures, it does see Spurs go away to Liverpool. You, you assume Liverpool, you know, mm-hmm. are going to win. And, yeah. and, and the other teams, you know, Arsenal at home to Newcastle will be expected to win. Chelsea at home to Brighton will be expected to win. And Man United at home to Watford will be expected to win. And then you talk about being bunched. It will just be yeah. so tight. The, the problem is it's just three of our last four games away from home and I just worry about wow. our away form. Sure, I worry as well. But, e- but equally, all of those... They've got, they're still in Europe. I think it's brilliant that Spurs and Man U are still in Europe. I mean, Chelsea's um, in Europa. But, you know, it's... And, it's, and they, yeah, I hope it goes as far as they can with obviously winning the thing. I'd be devastated if particularly... Oh, my God, can you, I can't even conceive of uh, Spurs winning it. But that's all great. They're going to be incredibly hectic and busy, you know, right... But, I mean, so away if we stay in Europa. Yeah. But... I don't know. I feel like... I think we're going to have to do very well to finish top four based on yeah. our games. I think if you look at it in terms of the games that you would, you'd have a reasonable expectation that the team, that they might not win. So Arsenal, I think, have five out of eight games where there's a chance, there's a good chance we won't win one of those games. I think with the three home games we've got, uh, who is it, Palace, Brighton and Newcastle will win. And then you've, yeah, got, Burnley, you've got Burnley away, Leicester away, Everton away, Wolves away. Um, and there's one more... Um, Watford is away. Watford away, yeah, right? Watford now, away, yeah. I think you could. It's it's yeah. fair to say, yeah. Arsenal might not win any of those games, right? Or, <laughs> or I think, or going into each one, whereas sure. Tottenham, I think, have two games of their eight, yeah. where you could say they're not going to, they probably won't win. The rest of them look very, very easy on paper. But this is what you wanted, boys. You wanted us to be in it, exactly. fighting for it, exactly. so. thrilled. You're happy. Very happy. What, what was club level like? Was that equally good atmosphere on Sunday? It was great atmosphere on Sunday. Yeah, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean, partly the, the whole the weather situation was was incredible. Did you get yeah. wet? Yes, because of the blowing yeah. into. Your yeah, face. I mean, I don't pay three grand a year to have the wind. Blow. I felt like you they know, should when Elton John. Something to help do you remember? There's that? a famous Elton John story where he 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 was staying in a hotel on tour or something. And he phoned down to the reception. Said, Can you do something about the wind? Yeah. Um, so I do feel <laughs> like to get a level, candle. Yeah. <laughs> to get a candle in the wind. I do feel club level. Uh, we, you know, we were sitting there going, we're even being rained on in, in club level. It was outrageous, but you know, that's one of our, the weather works in mysterious Nice and snug in the, uh, in the corner yeah, there. No but it rain. was a brilliant house. It was, yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. It was, it was great. It was good. Bad about the fan. We should condone. Condemn, you mean. 
You're yes, making the same mistake. Again. I think the actual, the FA made that same mistake in their official statement. I believe, I've, I've copied they, their statement. Yeah, they condone, I condemn. Rather, we oh, condemn. Course, yeah. Yeah, but he didn't, at least he didn't punch the guy from behind. So that no, was, that was, but he just shoved yeah, Smalling. Just, yeah. I think he was just he was running to the Arsenal yes. players to celebrate, and yes. Smalling was just in the way. On the yeah. way, really. I think that was you, on the day you had you know an example of you know what a Birmingham City fan. Yeah. Does. That, that's real hooliganism. <laughs> Whereas a, a typical yeah. Arsenal response, the equivalent is, yeah, I'll right, run yeah. on, I'll kind of half wave in his face, yeah. and that's like how yeah. we do it. But um, as you said, we don't definitely don't. We, we are condemning him though. Thankfully, you might not, be. No, we are. Yeah, we are, yeah. That, we was, are. that was terrible. You weren't, you, know, you can't do it from club level. That's one disadvantage. You can't run on. Obviously, You'd have to yeah. jump. You, uh, uh, suggesting that I would love to, nothing better than to run on and uh, whack one of the opposition players. It'd be, it'd be great. I'd like you... to run on embracing our Emery and bow down before his greatness. I'm joking, by the way. I'm saturating. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been brilliant. Well, it's, it's great to have Ari back after yeah. so long. Thank you, Ari, for coming back. Pleasure. Um, and uh, thank you for listening. And we'll, yeah, we might be a couple of weeks before. Unless, yeah, what, yeah, I mean. Well, we could reflect on going out of Europe next week. Oh, or we yeah. could reflect on getting through. But probably we'll leave it. We'll leave it a couple of weeks. Um, where we've got a really exciting guest when we come oh, yeah, back. We have, so we're looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, we have got an exciting guest. I mean, he's not, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's not a major coming, politician so. or, or, or footballer, but he's still no, an exciting guest. No, it, it, Brexit will be limited. <laughs> Brexit will be limited. Thank you very much. Uh, see you next time. Cheers. Thanks, Ari. And see you next time. Bye. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.